But if 40% in some hospitals, 40% of the people who have COVID don't necessarily have problematic COVID. They're there because they got in a car accident. They, they're there because, right. um, you know, they, they bumped their head. And they're being included as in the hospital with COVID. That number seems kind of misleading. Yeah, I agree. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Eight minutes after nine. I am Sean. It's good to be back. And uh, we're going to uh, uh, take a few minutes here at the beginning and just kind of catch up on uh, what's been going on over the, over the past few weeks. And, uh, and then we'll get into some new stuff. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. And, uh, I, uh, you know, it, it's been a hell of a journey. And right off at the beginning here, I, I cannot thank you uh, uh, folks who have messaged me uh, your your love and support and prayers uh, and messaged my wife uh, over the past, I guess, three, well, since about mid-December. Uh, on on uh, me being out and being in the hospital and all that stuff. God bless you. God bless every single one of you. And uh, I also want to, at the very beginning here, thank uh, all the folks here at Alpha Media and KTSA who uh, have gone above and beyond uh, to make sure that, you know, all I had to worry about was being in the hospital and getting well and taking care of business back here uh, at the station, including uh, my good brother Greg Martin and Jack McCarty, who worked double time. Trey Ware and of course JD doing all the fill-in work, uh, and uh, it, it, it you know a lot of places wouldn't do that for you honestly, especially when you're gone as long as I was, and uh, and 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 daily hear from folks you work with, uh, including your boss, saying we don't want you to worry about the station, don't worry about the show, you just concentrate on what you need to concentrate on and get better and get healthy. And, you know, that really, really, and Don Morgan, you know, it really makes all the difference in the world uh, when when you're going through something like this. And, and I, you know, I, I told, and let me just, just in a nutshell here, very quickly, uh, about a month ago, uh, I was having really bad abdominal pain. You guys know that I have pretty bad diverticulitis. And uh, it was really hurting, and I, I just kind of thought it would pass and like it normally does and go through these bouts of the stuff, and it kind of goes away. Uh, and this one just didn't, and uh, uh, you know, my wife and, and my, my good friend, uh, a good friend of mine, were kind of pushing me to go in. So I went to the uh, clinic and got checked out, and I had an abscess in my colon, and so they admitted me uh, by ambulance to Metropolitan Methodist downtown, uh, and uh, I was there about a week, and they put in a drainage thing into my colon to kind of help get the the sickness out. And I was there for about a week. Things seemed to be going well. So they released me uh, about two days before Christmas. Still had some really bad abdominal pain and uh, got readmitted to Methodist, Maine on Christmas Day, another ambulance ride. Uh, and, and I was there till New Year's Day, and they're checking things and, and keeping me on antibiotics and all that. And essentially, as we're going through this, we're, we're attempting to uh, avoid full-on colon surgery, which I do need uh, to have a section of my colon removed, and they were trying to take care of the, the, the inflammation with antibiotics and all that. And so I was at Methodist that first time till from Christmas Day to New Year's Day. Things seemed to be, seemed to be going very well, and then they, they released me again, uh, got home, and continued to have some issues, so I'm readmitted by another ambulance ride back to Methodist, Maine, uh, last Wednesday, and then uh, they discovered some surgical things about the drainage uh, uh, thing that, that needed to be changed. And uh, they made those changes, and uh, things seemed to be going very well. So I was uh, released, for the most part, yesterday. And uh, I, I should not be going back uh, anytime soon. I do have to go back in about seven weeks uh, for the colon operation to have that section of my colon removed. But that's pretty standard stuff. And nothing to worry about. So that that's the the, the mechanics of, of what just happened. And uh, you know, and I was talking to Don Morgan about this because he's married to a nurse. Um, I cannot tell you. First off, this was a very expansive and humbling experience, more than any other hospital visit I've had. 
I really gained a lot of perspective, not only on my place in the world, but on just what amazing human beings nurses are, our, our, our nurses in the medical field. Uh, I dealt with probably a dozen different nurses over the past three weeks between both hospitals. Uh, you know, just phenomenal people who do anything for you. They're, they, they work, you know, 12 hours on, 12 hours off. Uh, and and just w- was really impressed. And, you know, and, and and I know Don Morgan's there hanging out. I, I you know, and I told Don this, and I, I, can, I can get a little bit more into detail now. And I'm not trying to gross you all out, but when you have a tube in your colon, <laughs> you know, <laughs> basically a <laughs> hole in your freaking butt, you know, that's not the right one. It's a different one. It's a new one, and 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 things do, aren't aren't working right, you know. Stuff can get pretty icky, <laughs> you know, to, to, to put it mildly. Right. And uh, you know, the first co- and, and things were not working right for the first few couple of weeks I was in. Uh, and, and essentially, what happened is the hole they cut for the tube was was bigger than the, than the tube, so there was a lot of leakage. And so, again, without getting too graphic, you know, the first few times where essentially. You know, I'm on a, a bed, and I got two IVs going. I had an IG tube going down my nose and into my guts. And, you know, there's a big mess there. And, you know, you, you're, you suddenly find that you, you have uh, people. You know how it is. You have an, a main nurse who watches out after you. Then you have an assistant health care, personal health care person who does all the vitals and all that stuff. And you got two people who are essentially half your age uh, who are cleaning you up. And changing your bed clothes and changing you out, and you know it was. Uh, you know, I'm 54, you know, and I've never been through anything like that, and uh, it, it really humbles you because, you know, the first few times I'm I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm crying my eyes out and I'm I'm apologizing and I just felt horrible and mortified and and you got these people who are like, Mr. Sean, don't you worry about it. You don't have to keep apologizing. This is you don't have any control over this, and this is what we do. And they're taking care of you, and they're cleaning you up. And it really just, it not only makes you realize what just amazing human beings our nurses are, whether they're male or female, or, and also just, you know, <laughs> when you're in that situation, it doesn't matter what you do for a living. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. It doesn't matter what your status is in society. It doesn't matter who you are. You are just a human being lying in a bed who needs help and you look at my situation and they all said this to a person we have had to deal with much worse (laughs) and i know you and your wife uh, have had these discussions where on any given daily basis a nurse has to deal with stuff that you and i just can't comprehend no you know i mean it's there are times you you hear about things and first of all i'm glad you're back it's good to hear your voice again um, oh, it's good to be back. Yeah, but you know, as you were saying, there are, at any given moment in that line of work, you're going to see something that you never really mentally prepared yourself for, and then you right. have to deal with it. Um, yeah, and, and, and you got to deal with it. Yeah, and it's just you know, it, it's one of those occupations where it it, it kind of chooses you. Um, you're, right. you're called to do it, and, and God bless each and every. I I've been around the, the profession of nursing for. The better part, oh, over thirty years at this point. All right, all of my wives have been nurses. <laughs> As I'm noticing a trend. Yeah, yeah here, exactly. Man. <laughs> nurses, nurse practitioners, you know, but uh, it, it, it's just one of those occupations where you know, for for me to 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 hear what they have to go through on a daily basis is I. I don't feel bad about anything I had to do today. I sat in a small room by myself and, and talked. <laughs> you know? Well, that's it. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, it really gives you perspective, man. It, it, like, it, hell, I'm, I'm yeah. in my jammies doing my job, you know, and these people are, are yeah, first, they're understaffed. There's a lot of folks mm-hmm. who have left the field. They're, right. they're, they're working a lot of hours, mm-hmm. you know, and they got a lot of patients, and some of them aren't very pleasant you know, and, and to a, deal yeah. with, honestly. And a lot of these nurses are, are far from home at this point. They're travel yeah. nurses. They're being called in from... You know, Kentucky and all these different places where they have to come right. in, uh, where they're coming in to, uh, to fill shifts here. Um, because of the reasons you mentioned, and also because a lot of the, the healthcare professionals that we know here in our community, they've also, you know, come down and been diagnosed with COVID. Sure. And have to spend, yeah. you know, a couple of weeks at home. 
in order to get themselves well so they can get back out there again. So these kind of things happen. And I this was explained to me many years ago by a nurse I knew when I was 19, 20 years old. Um, she said it's a two-way street with, with nurses, med- any medical professional, and patients. You know, the, the patient has to understand that the, the person who is caring for you has seen this happen dozens of times. Whatever right. you're going through, they've seen it happen dozens of times. So you just have to put your faith in them. But on the other hand, the, the medical professional has to understand this is probably the worst thing that's ever going to happen to you. you know? <laughs> right. And, so, and they have to treat it as you such. Know. So, yeah, that's you how know, it works. And that's, well, and that's the humbling thing, you know, really that I came away with because, you know, you, especially me, and you know me, I'm a moody weirdo, and, and, and I, I, I get no. caught up in my. I know it's shocking. <laughs> But I get caught up in myself and the things that stress me out and concern me and going through this experience and, and, and kind of realizing, you know, what, what other people do on a daily basis. Uh, all that stuff just went away. It's like, yeah. what a bunch of silly crap. Who cares? Right. You know, and uh, it just be nice to each other. You know, it's, life is really not that deep. Well, and, you know- and you're right. When you When you first, you know, for me. You know, again, being a 54-year-old dude who's never had to be cleaned by somebody else, uh, especially in that way, it was depressing and shocking. It, it really was, and embarrassing, and like I said, I was, I was mortified. But you, right. you, the calm uh, with which I was treated and the respect with which I was treated by the nurses just made it all cool. And I want to mention a couple by, by name, like my, my uh, nurse, Christina, who I had for a few days, which is great, my day nurse. Uh, and I had a night nurse, actually, a dude named Kwanzaa, and he didn't remember. He's a traveling nurse. He didn't remember me. He's, he's actually from Houston. But when I got the diverticulitis the first time, uh, he was one of my night nurses. I remember telling my wife, oh, the coolest dude I had for a nurse last night is a dude named Kwanzaa. And, uh, and he was my night nurse again uh, for a number of nights this time out. And they're just amazing. All of them. There's a lot of those names I can't remember because I was all drugged out and stuff. But... Mm-hmm. Just uh, nurses, I just have gained a whole new respect for what they do for a living. Just a whole new respect. Well, just and, so you'll know, your wife has contacted me. A couple of things. First of all, you're going to get a package from me from Amazon later today. It's not. <laughs> okay. it, it's not. It's not the, you know, what I normally send you, which is CDs or, or books or whatever. Right. Um, just in case you spring another leak, I got you a tube of Flex Seal, and it's coming over <laughs> to your house, so you can use that. Hey, a boat can float on that crap, you know. It must it'd be all right for me. Yeah, this should would work perfectly for whatever you've got going on down there. So, <laughs> Thank have, you very much. Yeah, sir. Have fun. I will. I got maybe my wife will want to put one across my mouth too. Yeah, so. well, that, that's the plan. <laughs> well, let's take a break. And the phone lines are open. Whatever's on your brain there, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It is Sean. Glad to be back on News Talk five fifty KTSa. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. First day back, so whatever the hell you want to talk about. It's all good. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't. You know, again, I, one thing I, that's true of me is that when I'm not on the air, I do not watch the news. Uh, I just, I, I don't. So I really only caught the big chunks over the past three weeks as far as news stories, because I wasn't, I don't, I didn't have the news on once in my room, and uh, uh, I watched a lot of forensic. You know, the, the, when you're in a hospital, uh, I noticed that you know the TV selections. You know, you got about seven stations you can watch. You know, and three of them are PBS, and and so you end up watching the same crap over and over again. And so I watch a lot of forensic files, and because uh, <laughs> those of you who have, who have had an extended hospital stay where you can actually sit up, you know, you, there ain't nothing to do, man. There's, you just sit there and watch TV and read or whatever. And uh, th- this is funny aside, I, I you know had an IG tube down my throat, and I, and I was on this no food diet. Couldn't eat anything. Couldn't even have water for like the first two weeks or a week and a half. And uh, I ended up getting obsessed with the Food Network. I'm watching Guy Fieri. I'm watching Chopped. You know, I'm watching all these food shows. And my wife would be like, doesn't that torture you watching other people eat? And I can't explain it, but I, I just the, the when I couldn't eat, I wanted to watch other people enjoying really good food. 
And every single nurse that I interacted with would come in and see me watching the damn Food Network, and they said, everybody who is on a no-food, no-water diet ends up watching cooking shows. And I don't know why that is, but it's funny. So I didn't watch the news, but I did catch a, a few bigger stories. And can Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, that chick is just devoted to proving what an idiot she is. I mean, my God, what a douche. I mean, she really is. Yeah, she she's in Florida. I know it's an older story now, but she's in Florida, which she criticizes on a daily basis because DeSantis is killing people. And uh, and and there she is partying in Florida with her boyfriend with no mask on. She gets called out on it, and her ridiculous response is, "Oh, you just want to have sex with me and your creepers." And all you Republicans just want to, you, you can't have me, and so you be hating on me. Can she be more of a dumbass? Why doesn't anyone in her circle say, you know, maybe that's not the place to go. Maybe that's not the, maybe just be quiet on this one. God bless her. Bless her little heart, Chris. Now, sweetheart, we don't want to have sex with you. We want to put a diaper on you. That, that's about it. No, nobody wants to have sex with you. I don't think even your own boyfriend wants to have sex with you. God bless his soul. Boy, his life has got to suck. You know, I, when I heard that, I was like, You're, you, that can't be right. That's got to be a Babylon Bee story. It's like, nope. She actually went with that crap. It's actually because you and I just want her so much. And you know what else is funny about that? For someone who is supposed to be, you know, a liberated feminist chick, is that not the biggest chick move in the world? You get some flack and it's, oh, it's just because you want me. I mean, holy crap, that's as bad as a feminist chick getting pulled over by the cops and turning on the tears, you know? I didn't know that going 75 in a 32-mile-an-hour zone was bad, Mr. Officer. Ooh, crying, 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 because dudes don't like to see chicks cry. What a stupid, dumbass chick move that was. Thanks, Alexandria. Some of us may have had some doubts as to just how stupid you are. Thanks for proving us. Or, or validating our opinions that you are a true freaking moron and you're a U.S. Congress puke. Uh, where are we? we got to take a break. Alex and John, hang on. We'll go to you as soon as we get back. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Yeah, man. 941 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Sean, back from hospital land. Good to be back on the radio. We'll talk about the ten-year the ten-year challenge coming up here. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's see what John has to say. John, how you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, about the same as you. I just want to say welcome back and uh, prayers work. And um, kind of had a, a similar experience. Then I've been listening to you all morning, and boy, I'll tell you, you've been through the ringer and. Uh, it just you had so much to say about all the help and everything and uh my you had kind of a number two experience i had a number one experience and i use right. humor <laughs> when you talk about the uh, uh complete helplessness and and people are taking care of you right. i used to sing um uh getting to know you getting to know all <laughs> to the nurses Right. And that kind of worked. But I wanted to ask you, you've been talking about uh, kind of like your attitude post-op and everything. Uh, I experienced a complete loss of patience with BS. And, uh, oh, yeah. And uh, I'm not taking it no more. I don't have much time. You realize I don't think that has anything to do with age. Anybody that goes through the traumatic experience realizes how important, and you've talked about how important, things are now and you, you, you i you know i couldn't that. agree more uh well I, yeah and i because i had a low tolerance for bs going into this but you know very often the one bit of bs i would kind of ignore was my own you know and uh uh yeah i have absolutely no appetite for bs from anyone including myself because <laughs> it, well because a medical thing like that really takes you down the brass tacks it really kind of takes you down to what's life all about and what are the what, what are the most important things and very often the most important things are are what the simple things right like just going home is was an amazing thing having just a meal was an amazing thing and 
the thing about bullcrap is that essentially whenever you hear BS, people are either trying to avoid something or to make themselves out to be bigger than they are. Uh, and, and I have no tolerance for that from anybody, again, including me, at, at all coming out of this experience because you're, you're in a no BS situation. Uh, when you're having a, a serious medical thing going on, that you you can't afford BS. Well, and, I uh, so that you know, when, when you were talking about uh, 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 what's your name, occasional cortex. Oh God, yeah, you were pretty brutal. Cortex, there, so right? Like she has people, one. Don't mess, don't mess with Sean. No, I'm done, man. <laughs> I'm done with the BS. No, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Hey, man, I appreciate the call and thank you so much for the support. Uh, 210-599-5555. Yeah, you, you know. No, I'm done with the bull crab all the way around. And, uh, and that's a true thing. You know, and, and one other thing, just looking at it from a spiritual standpoint, uh, and we will talk about new stuff here coming up. Maybe, I don't know. It depends on how I feel. <laughs> I just, I'm just happy to be back, be back on, on KTSA and on the air hanging out with y'all. Um, you know, I, my faith really was strengthened by a number of things. And because uh, I, I do believe in God, and I, I, I view God through a Christian lens. I, I'm a Jesus freak. And a lot of that was really strengthened and enhanced through, through this experience because going into this experience, you know, I was really kind of in a dark place. I was, you know, taking care of myself on sort of a basic level, but there's a whole lot of stuff that I really wasn't doing considering the heart attack and the diverticulitis and all that. And, you know, was kind of in and out of a cycle of, of some pretty bad depression and uh, uh, had just gotten to a point where I just wanted it to stop. I just, you know, I, I was praying to God, just, God, just do something. I, it's out of my hands. You know, ever get to a point in your life where it, it's just you, you just come to a point or, or a juncture where you realize that how your human energy and thoughts are attempting to handle a situation just aren't handling it and you're just kind of going in circles and and i got to that point to where i just threw up my hands and said you know god it's up to you i can't do anymore i'm not making it here i i I, and i I'm, i'm i'm out of options as far as what i'm offering myself and what i could be doing or what i'm not doing or not able to do and i just need you to take over and uh, damn it, if not, a week later, God sends my ass to the hospital for three weeks. And while the medical part of it was fairly serious, I mean, had I not gone in when I went in, uh, you know, I could have gone, uh, uh, my system could have been flooded with stuff and, and could have been a bad scene. But essentially, and the, the experience itself medically on a number of levels was pretty unpleasant. But God took me out of my life for three weeks and god put me in a room uh with a tv with about seven channels and it really afforded me that time away that i needed i needed to be taken out of my life and god picked me up and took me out of my life and put me in a hospital and uh gave me these amazing people called nurses and medical staff all around me teaching me lessons about life every single day and it did. It really opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. And uh, and, and now being on the other side of it, um, you know, first off, thanks, God. <laughs> well done. Appreciate it. <laughs> you know, can't, don't have the words. You know, you really saved my ass uh, on a number of different levels. And, uh, again, really leaves you with a perspective as to what's important in life and what isn't. And a whole lot of stuff that we have swimming around our brains you know what? It's little stuff. It's unimportant stuff. Uh, again, just being with your family is uh, uh, is an important thing. Being able to eat food is an important thing. Uh, having a laugh with someone is an important thing. And 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 in our modern era, in our modern age, we just obsess. And I'm number one in that line. We just obsess on meaningless crap instead of what's really truly important. So, you know, I feel like I'm uh, right now, uh, you know, as far as my life, the past is over. Couldn't care less about the past. Not worried about the future. And just happy to be here. (laughs) Does that make sense? Just freaking happy to be here on planet Earth 
and surrounded by people that that love me and whom I love. And uh, and and that's if I had some kind of Jedi moment, I guess that was it. Two one zero five. Ah, man, you may be seated. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Back on the air. News Talk 550 KTSA. Let's go to the phones. Here's Alex. Alex, how you doing? Hi. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I'm glad you're back. I'm very glad you're doing good. We missed you. Not only me, but San Antonio did. And I had to tell you this. A friend of mine got a really cute chocolate lab for Christmas. They didn't know what to name him, and I gave him the name, and everybody loves it. His name is Chancla. You have a good year, buddy. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you, Alex. Chancla. Still wearing my chanclas, man. I had to wear hospital socks, you know, for three weeks because they don't want your ass slipping on the floor. But now I'm back in my chanclas. Let's go to Richard. Richard, how you doing? Hooray! Hooray! Sean's back. <laughs> Good to be back, man. <laughs> hey, hey, radio buddy. Let me tell you, you don't know how much we have missed you over these weeks. You, I don't know that you understand, but I and I've listened to you this morning, and I, I agree with everything you said. I would add one word to something that happened to me two years ago to my oldest son with a heart attack and all that stuff. You know, right? Focus. One thing it'll do to your life, it's like a look into a microscope. You understand what's important and what's not. Yeah. Absolutely. Politics, money, bills, all that's going to be here tomorrow. Or your loved right. one's going to be here. We don't know. We don't know. So yep. act like they won't be. <laughs> exactly. I, no, I couldn't we, agree more, man. <laughs> I love you, Richard, back, man. man. <laughs> Thank you so much. You just made my day, man. I appreciate that. And, I, and I've heard that a lot, you know. And I, I know I, I'm, you, you really don't realize how much that means to me when I hear that we miss you and we want you back on the radio, and and uh, it just lights up my heart. Let's go to Sam. Sam, how are you? Welcome back to the show that never ends, Sean Rama Ariaga. <laughs> We I'll tell you what, I, also, I developed a whole new respect for my wife, because my, my wife for the past three weeks, and she works full-time, you know, and she has had to take care of everything. She's been taking care of my mom. She's been taking care of, you know, everything here at the house and also coming and seeing me and making sure I'm okay, and she's just a freaking dynamo, man. She's my queen. And just, hey, but, uh, you know, uh, but i got to ask you, because San Antonio wants to know, we, we need a Jarvis update. <laughs> I'll tell you the Jarvis update because I'm in the living room now doing my show, right? Because my wife does uh, her she does her work in the bedroom now, and Jarvis, well, Jarvis has is going through a stage in a young kitten's life where uh, they're suddenly feeling somewhat amorous, and yet they don't quite know why, uh, and so, and so Jarvis is chasing around all the other female cats. Uh, I'll tell you what, like, you know, when a cat's hitting that stage, you know, a young male cat, uh, and I'll supplant the word that I want to use with the word dance, you know what I mean? Because uh, I can't say the other word on the radio. Jarvis is just running around going, hey, you want to dance? You want to dance? I want to dance. I don't even know what dancing is. I want to dance. Who wants to dance? Let's dance. You know, and, and uh, we'll, be, we'll be taking care of that next week. But if you hear any strange cat noises in the background, that's Jarvis attacking one of the other cats, and uh, you know, we may get we may get the odd cat fight on the air here if we're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey Sean, we love you, we miss you. Welcome back, <laughs> and it it's great to hear your voice. You take care, brother. Thank you so much again, man. You guys are filling up my heart today. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm kind of freewheeling it today. I got some stuff we'll talk about next hour, uh, but we're you know, also having a good time and just enjoying. Being on the radio and hanging out with my friends again. The phone lines are 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Again, i got a couple of news things we'll hit. But uh, since I'm kind of you know, getting back into the game here, whatever is on your brain that you'd like to discuss, uh, please feel free to uh, uh, call us up and let her fly on the radio. And, uh, again, I want to thank uh, KTSA and Alpha Media and Jack Riccardi and Greg Martin and Trey and, 
Don Morgan and Chris and just everybody, Elaine, everybody for having my back over the past three weeks. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Same answer with Kamala and her most recent issues, again, blaming gender, as uh, I had with AOC. Man, these fake feminists who bring the women's movement back so far by channeling everything right on back to, oh, it's our gender, doggone it, people don't like us because we're female. Holy moly. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. <laughs> Sarah Palin. Holy moly, you know. That is Alexandria Ocasio Cortex or whatever her darn name is. Throwing down the chick card. Uh, New Song 550 KTSA. God bless Sarah Palin. This is that voice is a, a smidge annoying, but what she's saying is absolutely true. I said this last hour. Alexandria Cortez. Alex, whatever the hell, that, that chick in the in the Congress with the big mouth who was scared about getting murdered and then raped on January 6th, sitting in her locked office across the street from the Capitol, going off on, well, the only reason Republicans criticize me is because they want me. That is, Sarah Palin's right. What a chick move, man. You are. You're slow-walking feminism back about 30 years, pulling the chick card like that. It's just because you want me, because you think I'm hot. It's like, sit down, man. You ain't you ain't all that, sweetheart. You're just not. And uh, and Kamala Harris, boy, what a piece of work she is. You had that uh, that huge pileup on I-95 last week. Did you see that? Uh, where even uh, Tim Kaine was had his stupid ass locked in his car. People are are stopped in their car for like 27 hours. They can't go anywhere. They're running out of gas. They can't heat their cars. They got no food. Freaking Kamala Harris is out there tweeting about the wonders of infrastructure. Where was Pete Buttigieg while all that was going on? Hey, did you know he's gay? In case you didn't know it, the transportation secretary, I'm just going to, this might shock you, but apparently he's gay. You got 100, 500 people locked up on I-95, and he's nowhere to be seen, man. He's breastfeeding his kid. Just had to put that image in your mind. Now, as far as COVID, you know, and the new variant, uh, you know, I do have some insight because I was in the, the medical system here for about three weeks. And, you know, I, I, as far as the actual numbers, I have no idea any more than I had going into this thing a month ago uh, because we don't know what the real numbers are. You got Fat Sotomayor on the uh, on the bench there at the Supreme Court level, deliberating. She's in deliberations, doing her job, and she tosses out. There's a hundred thousand kids uh, in the hospital from COVID, uh, most of which are on ventilators, which is an absolute freaking lie. There's about what what did Tracy about thirteen hundred in hospital across the country. Uh, and oh, and uh, speaking of uh, we on, uh, let's go to this live. Uh, Rand Paul are having a Senate hearing on COVID, and Rand's going after Dr. Fauci. Let's take a listen. Well, let me explain. You know, you're going back to that original discussion when I brought together a group of people to look at every possibility with an open mind. So you, not only are you distorting it, you are completely turning it around. As well, most you of the scientists do. that came to you privately, did they come to you privately and say, "No way, this came from the lab"? Or was their initial impression, Dr. Gary and Dr. others that were involved, was their initial impression actually that it looked very suspicious for a virus you know, that came from a lab? Senator, we are here at a committee to look at a, a virus now that has killed almost 900,000 people. And the purpose of the committee was to try and get things out, how we can help to get the American public. And you keep coming back to personal attacks on me that have absolutely no relevance to reality. Do you think anybody has had more influence let, over let a response to this than you have? Do you Madam think it's a great Chair, success? I... Do you think it's a great success what's happened well, so far? Do you think you, the lockdowns said... are good for our kids? Do you think we slowed down the death rate? More people have died now under President Biden than did under President Trump. You are the one responsible. You are the architect. You are the lead architect for the response from the government. 
and now 800,000 people have died. Right. So you think it's a, a winning success, what you've advocated for government? Um, Senator, first of all, <clears throat> if you look at everything that I said, you accuse me of in a monolithic way telling people what they need to do. Everything that I've said has been in support of the CDC guidelines. Wear a mask. Get boosted. And you've advocated to make it coercive take, and take done look at everything you've advocated that I've said. it to be done by mandate. Right. You've advocated that your infallible opinion be dictated by law. Right. So, again, Madam Chair, I would like just a couple of minutes because right. this, th this happens all the time. You personally attack me and with absolutely not a shred of evidence of anything you say. So I would like to make something clear to the committee. He's doing this for political reasons. What you need to do is he said in front of this committee. You think your takedown of three I was, prominent I was epidemiologists was not political? You, you don't want me that to finish because you know what I'm going to say. Senator, that was the question. Senator, Were you political in taking down at these three point, prominent epidemiologists? Senator Paul, if you would please, um, I'm going to allow this, uh, the, Dr. Fauci to respond. We have a number of senators yeah. who would like to ask questions, and I would like him to be able to respond. Please do so. So the last time we had a committee of the time before, he was accusing me of being responsible for the death of five, four to five million people, which is really irresponsible. And I say, why is he doing that? There are two reasons why that's really bad. The first is it distracts from what we're all trying to do here today, is get our arms around the epidemic and the pandemic that we're dealing with, not something imaginary. Number two, what happens when he gets out and accuses me of things that are completely untrue, is that all of a sudden that kindles the crazies out there, and I have oh, life that threats upon my life, harassment of my family and my children with obscene phone calls because people are lying about me. Now, you know, I guess you could say, well, that's the way it goes, I can take the hit. Well, it, it, it makes a difference. Because as some of you may know, just about three or four weeks ago, on December 21st, a person was arrested who was on their way from Sacramento to Washington, D.C. at a speed stop in Iowa. And they asked, the police asked him where he was going, and he was going to Washington, D.C. to kill Dr. Fauci. And they found in his car an AR-15 and multiple magazines of ammunition because he thinks that maybe I'm killing people. So I ask myself, wh why would Senator want to do this? So go to Rand Paul website, and you see fire Dr. Fauci with a little box that says, contribute here. You can do $5, $10, $20, $100. So you are making a catastrophic epidemic for your political gain. So the you only have thing politically that, the only attacked thing that your can, colleagues uh, and in a politically reprehensible the only way thing that I the reputation. Okay, you won't we, defend it. No, you won't well, argue it. I'm You'll just sorry, simply but turn we're around going the to attack. continue this hearing. We yeah. have a number of questions yeah. from another one, senator. One more minute, please. Well, Dr. Fauci, I, I really appreciate your response, but we do have a number of, of questions from senators, and we do have a second round, and I'm being asked to make sure that we, everybody has their time. So thank you. Thank you very much for allowing me to be here, Chair. News Talk 550 KTSA, the latest uh, round uh, between Senator Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci. Uh, and as usual, Rand Paul is asking him questions specifically about the government and his response to COVID. Uh, he's asking him about his hand uh, in uh, gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab. Uh, he's asking him why thousands of more people ha or people have died because of COVID under this uh, administration uh, who is being advised by Dr. Fauci, none of which Fauci wants to answer. He turns it back on, his, on himself, on, oh, I'm getting threats, and, oh, you know, Dr. Uh, uh, Senator Paul is targeting me, and blah, blah, stinking blah. And, you know, how much money do you think Dr. Fauci has made off of the merchandising of Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci doesn't want to answer any dicey questions, and he's the one who is trying to make it like Rand Paul is out to get him personally. 
Why? Because Fauci is a freaking fame hog and a narcissist. And boy, howdy, he just can't be freaking wrong. Uh, God bless Rand Paul for not letting it go. Uh, let's let's talk to some uh, very quickly. Let's go to uh, Phil on line one. Phil, how you doing? Phil, you there? All right. Let's go to Chris on line two. How you doing, Chris? Hey, uh, just listening to that Fauci commentary, that uh, whatever testimony. He does realize when he's talking about all those threats that he's talking to somebody that literally was beaten to within an inch of his life over political <laughs> right. threats. Yeah, Rand Paul almost was killed. Yeah, and gets threatened probably <laughs> on a daily basis by all kinds oh, of people. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how obtuse is Fauci to not even realize who he's talking to about being threatened? He he knows exactly who he's talking to. He just doesn't want to answer the dicey questions. He he wants nice little softballs from butt kissing, ass kissing Democrats, and uh, and that's it. Rand Paul is uh, Rand Paul to Doctor Fauci is like uh, Peter Ducey to uh, Jen Psaki. He's the only one that goes yeah, I, after yeah. him in any kind of realistic way, you know. Yeah, exactly. Right. Good All right, man, Thanks for the call. Thank you. Let's go to Esteban on line three. Esteban, how you doing? That previous caller stole my thunder, but who was that Oreo cookie that was interrupting Rand <laughs> Paul? You know, I'm tired of minorities who wrap themselves in the minority flag when they are basically doing whatever the real racists want them to do. Right. Yep. I can caress them on. Thanks for what's that? Oh, sorry, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a little breaky, wakey, wakey. And then talk some more about COVID and the like. Uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Hi, this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Fideo, man. I want some freaking Fideo. Oh, hello. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Sean, going to be back. I'm just thinking about what I'm going to eat. Because I still got to eat, like, soups and stuff for, like, another week. And I want to get, Chris, I'm, Don, I'm going to get me some Fideo today, man. I want me some damn Fideo. Tadeo? Tadeo, I'm going to get me some Fideo. I might have to go into Elotes to get it, but I will drive to Elotes to get some Fideo. Uh, New Sock 550 KTSA FM 1071. Look, as far as, you know, COVID and all that, I'm just as ignorant now as I was going into this thing as to what the actual numbers are. I can tell you, having been in the medical system, uh, hospital system at Methodist for the past month, is that, yeah, the nurses are working their asses off. They're, they're, they're coming in uh, when, on their days off. Uh, a lot of nurses uh, are, are, are traveling nurses, so they're leaving. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a hard, hard life right now for your nurses in the local hospitals. Uh, a lot of them are coming down with COVID. Uh, I, I can tell you that, you know, uh, that the, the emergency rooms are filled with people with COVID right now. Uh, you know, and all those folks have to be taken care of. So I, I don't know what the, what the ratio is to, to, uh, people with, who come in with one thing and then they test positive and they're listed as COVID. I don't really know. I can tell you that the emergency rooms in, in just about every hospital in town is filled to the brim with folks with COVID. Uh, I can tell you that more nurses are coming down with COVID. Uh, as far as the vaccines, I don't think they do a freaking thing. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what the vaccines do, but uh, th- these are not merely a handful of breakout cases at this point. So it is a wave. It is, uh, it is not as severe. Unless you have something, uh, a medical condition that, you know, like me, I'm kind of you know, at a higher risk level now because of the diverticulitis stuff and the colon stuff. But, you know, by and large, it, it's like a bad cold and you get over it. But it is apparently a thousand times more contagious. So, you know, make your choices accordingly. Um, uh, as far as uh, this hashtag bare shelves Biden, man, we're seeing that too. My wife and I went to, when I first got out, went to HEB, and there are shelves that are just empty. And it's partially because people are freaking out over the COVID and just buying up stuff. 
Like, uh, you know, you go to a soup aisle at HEB and practically all the soups are gone. What's that? Anything that's uh, that's canned or that can last. My wife is, is in the kitchen here. Uh, uh, you know, is gone. And it's partially because the economy is sucking so bad and people are freaking out about that and also because of the COVID. And so there's this new movement now called Hashtag Bear Shelves Biden. Because the Biden administration is telling you what? Oh, everything's fine. You silly people, you're just being selfish. It's your fault. It's the retailer's fault. It's not our fault. But, uh, you know, it is getting harder and harder to buy basic stuff. And and just as a funny thing, well, not funny, but, you know, Don and Chris, there's no cream cheese in Simi Valley, California. They got no cream. What the hell are they putting on their bagels? They got nothing to put on their bagels, man. In Simi Valley, that's like going without water, dude. <laughs> there's going to be revolts. There's going to be fires in the streets. There's no cream cheese in freaking Simi Valley, man. How will Those they people exist? are going to freaking starve. Yeah, I know. It's all they eat are freaking bagels with cream cheese and, 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 and sprouts and leeks. <laughs> Actually, sprouts and leeks, it sounds like That's my time it, yeah, in the hospital. That was, that was why you were in the hospital, right? <laughs> you, know, you know, I just, on another note, did you do the 10-year challenge yet the, on the face puke? I did. Where you, did you look? You put up a, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you should go look. Uh, well, I actually got a new. I had to get a new phone because my phone took a dump over the. Uh, I'm sorry about yeah, that. See, uh, you delay. know, here we go. It's kind of top of mind right now. So yeah. the the phone took a dump while I was in the hospital. Thank you. I'm here all week, and uh, had to get a new phone. So I'm still trying to link up my face puke with my phone. So I, I've been off Facebook for a number of days, and no, I'll check yours out. I did mine right. this morning. Yeah. Oh God. Been a, been a rough decade, huh? Man. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. Ten years ago, when I first got to San Antonio, I was a pretty man. I was pretty. I had very little gray hair. My ass was skinny. I looked like General Zod from Superman too, man. I was like a good-looking dude, man. My baby's, my wife's in the kitchen. Baby, wasn't I a good-looking dude ten years? I was pretty, man. I was a pretty dude. Ten years later, I looked like somebody's grandfather. I looked like, oh, my God, I look horrible. <laughs> I look like ass. I do, sorry again the imagery, yeah. but I I I just I looked man I looked terrible, ten freaking years, did that to me, and my wife doesn't look a day she doesn't look a day older, and you know why that is I've told you before Don what my theory is right well you have, Hispanic chicks they 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 eat your life force they they hook up with a guy who's young and pretty like me, mm. and at night they suck your they 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 nourish themselves on your life force. I think when I'm asleep, I think even a couple of the nurses did this when I was in the hospital, is that when you're conked out, when you're asleep, they lean over you and blue lightning, they start shooting out your mouth and your eyes. <laughs> it's your abs. <laughs> and, and the Hispanic chicks suck in your life force, right. and it regenerates them. Because my wife does not get any older. For all I know, some of those nurses that were dealing with me, Hispanic nurses, who look like they're half my age. For all I know, they're actually in their 60s. You know, they're just eating my life force. And it ages you. It's like Moses come down off of Sinai. Look at me, man. Look. You know, I mean, I I look like a... You know how many people open the door for me now and call me sir? You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, considering most places, it's an automatic door, so I don't know what that says about it. Well, even open the... Here, let me get that for you, sir. It's an automatic door. Do you know what I was watching in the hospital? Can I can I be honest with you? Sure. Freaking Matlock. I started watching Matlock, man. I got off on there was a two part dude. The old Matlock was, Marathon. Awesome. I'm watching Matlock, dude, because it comes on me TV at like nine a.m. in the morning, and I mean it started to become a thing with me to make sure my ass is up at nine in the morning so I can watch freaking Matt. They had a two parter. And I actually set my clock on my wa- on my phone so I'd wake up the next morning at 9 a.m. so I could see part two. You were glued. Freaking Matlock. Wow. My wife and the nurses were eating my life force. I have aged 10 years since going into the hospital. I think that's... My God. I, I, I can't... I, you know what? I don't believe that at all. I, I've, you don't I've, believe it. No, I've, I've known you for eight years, and I've watched this self-inflicted terror you bring on yourself on a daily basis and now everywhere you, movement you make is uh, 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 so people uh, see that coming now. like uh, better get the door for this oh, guy oh yeah that's that. lock 
uh, poor old Matlock watching dude. Let me get the door for you, sir. Right. What the hell? Life and is no, so cruel. And now you've added the bib overalls. You know, I'm starting a fashion. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> All right, I got myself a pair of bib overalls because I got this freaking tube hanging out of my belly, mm-hmm. and it's just an easier way to carry the tube. And I got me some bib overalls, and I didn't tell my wife, my precious wife, and I she was on a call in the room at her job, and I just walked in looking like Jed Billy Goat. <laughs> I'm, like on my way to a, I'm on my way to a hee-haw audition. I'll be back later. <laughs> Looking like Mr. Green Jeans, right? And I walk in there, and she was freaking mortified. Just absolutely mortified. Man. <laughs> well, you want to bring looks back, just do the pajama onesie with the butt flap. Yeah, there that's, you go. Uh, the union, that's right the now. Union no, suit. That's, sure. No, I, I only wear – I'm not going to be going anywhere right now because I'm working at home again. So the overalls mm. are just for – you know, my 12-step program. I, I got to dress up a little when I go there, make an appearance. He's dressed up a little. I, yeah. He puts on his good overalls when he goes to his 12-step. I, I, I dress up for my 12-step friends. But I, uh, it's the only time of the day I, I'm going to be going out. But the rest of the time, I'm in my I'm in, I'm in my onesie. I'm wearing a onesie right now, Chris. I'm wearing a onesie. I look like something out of a Dr. Seuss book. I'm wearing my onesie right now. How does that make you feel? The little flap there. All right. Uh, let's take a picture. Just fine, sir. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Thank you, son. Yeah. Uh, I better take a break now. No, don't Matt stand Lock's up. starting. God. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> Sean on, on News Talk 5, on News Talk 550 KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 107.1. I'm Sean. Soon to be heavily medicated. Ten forty. New song five fifty KTSA and the phone lines are open two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. One more news item here, and then and then we 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 have to bring you up to date on what's going on with Demi Lovato. Yes, they are in the freaking news again. But uh, right now, uh, did you see us crap about New York and Utah and? You know, who who gets uh, priority over you're getting these monoclonal antibodies and these antiviral pills? Uh, New York's Department of Health put out a, a, a fact sheet on risk factors. And it's the usual stuff, you know, pregnancy, uh, immune compromise, cancer, stuff like that, underlying conditions. And now uh, they've added, though, to their risk factors, ethnicity. I, I know this story is a couple of days old for you guys, but, you know, I'm just kind of hooking into this. Non-white race or Hispanic slash Latino ethnicity should be considered a risk factor as long-standing systemic health and social inequities have contributed to an increased risk of severe illness and death from COVID-19. In other words, all you hate-filled crackers, you go to the end of the line. They, they get priority. Your skin color is now a risk factor. There's absolutely nothing racist about that, right? The people who put that crap out there, they they think that, oh, look, you know, I'm fighting a good fight for the black man. And, and, and yet you've just claimed, you're claiming now that a freaking skin color is a risk factor. Is out of Utah. Race slash ethnicity continues to be a risk factor for severe COVID-19 disease. And the Utah COVID risk score is one approach to address equitable access to hard-hit communities. Uh, the FDA specifically states that race and ethnicity may be considered when identifying patients most likely to benefit from this life-saving. So health care now in America is is determined by skin color. How does that make you feel? Skin color. But again, there's absolutely nothing racist about that whatsoever, uh, is there? Holy crap, man. I get so sick of this stuff. So if you have any thoughts on that, 210-599-5555. Uh, 210-599-5555. And, and out of the important news, and, and I know 
Chris and Don Morgan and, and Trey while I was out, you know, I, I, I know that uh, you guys probably didn't keep up to par with what's going on with Demi Lovato. I, you know, it's my cross to bear that I must be the one to, to let you know what's going on with, with Demi Lovato and her little world. Your fixation with Demi Lovato continues. Well, she's got a big ass. Yeah, let me just be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm really all about being honest these days. And there is at one point where Demi Lovato was really hot to me. Right. My wife's right there. Baby, I, it, I like your butt better, baby. I'm just saying. Demi Lovato, <laughs> she used to be a chick, you know, and she used to be a hot-looking chick. And now she's a weirdo. And and she got a big old spider. And I know you guys don't cover this when I'm out. That's why I'm saying, because the, the people want to know. And I know you guys let the Demi Lovato thing slide when I'm not here. So it's my job as a professional to bring this to your attention, that Demi Lovato had a big spider tattooed on the side of her head. <laughs> <laughs> no. Dude, she went back into rehab because she says that she was only California sober, mm-hmm. and now she's sober sober. It's like, baby doll, you either sober or you ain't sober. I don't care where you live. You either drink it or you not drinking. You either using or you not using. So don't give me this California sober crap. Anyway, mm-hmm. one of the things she did coming out of rehab, which tells me rehab probably didn't work for, her, is she shaved half her head and got a big freaking spider tattooed on the side of her head. And she Instagrammed this crap. Oh yeah, and there the, it is. Well, and this is what she says: It was Grandmother Spider who taught us many things. She taught us about pottery and weaving. She taught us about fire and light and dark. She taught us that we're all connected to the web. It's like, no, that was Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Each one of us having our own place. She's worshiping Grandmother Spider now. Right. Hey, Demi, which if, what if the spider's non-binary and you're calling her a she? Why, why are our male spider, you're going to get a male spider? Yeah, what the hell? I mean, she's got a big freaking... Baby, I just decided Demi Lovato is my goddess now. I'm going to shave half my damn head and get a big old... Apart from the cut, the overalls, I'm going to get a big old spider tattooed on the ha- on half of my head. You like that, baby? Don Morgan, you already shaved it of head. You should get a big old... You, you should put Grandmother Spider on the side of your head. Grandmother Spider, okay. Sure. I'll rush right What other kind here. of insect... What other kind of insect or arachnid can we get tattooed on our, our heads? Scorpion. This will be the new trend, Scorpion, right? there you go. Hey, I like I'm that. Gonna get a, I'm going to get a, Chris, did you say scorpion? I'm going to get a big old cockroach put on the side of my head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, what would be funny is to, like, shave your head and get, like, a bunch of cockroaches like they're crawling out of your ear. Like, get it on the side of your head. Well, the, then I, the, let me tell you about... Happy cockroach and what he taught me. <laughs> the only there problem no crap, would be, there ain't no crap in the world that you can't eat. What's that? <laughs> the only problem would be is if it's a little too realistic looking and you've got this giant cockroach spider on the side of your head and people think it's an actual cockroach, <laughs> get up and smack you with a shoe. They start slapping me with their chocolates <laughs> for, no, for no good reason. Like, I can I stay I home and be treated this way. Come on. Water, water bug on my head there. Oh. Why not just get a tattoo of a like, ringworm? <laughs> Let me tell you about Uncle Fungus. <laughs> Uncle Fungus. <laughs> <laughs> on the other side, I'm going to get Cousin Tapeworm. You know what I mean? That, that dude is 60 feet long, man. I'm going to get a full body you. tattoo. Chicken pox. Chicken pox. <laughs> Grandma chicken pox. God, to me, you're an idiot. Peppy you know, pox. Can I be honest with you? Yeah, I said this before, and I don't care what a sexist pig you all think I am. That chick didn't get weird until she started to look dumpy. That's all. I'm just going to say it. Once she started looking dumpy, you know, like she belongs on a roller derby squad, then, you know, then all of a sudden it's grandmother spider. She's a them. She's non-binary. <laughs> when she starts she taking wants up. To have, she, wants to, she wants to have sex with aliens. You know, what's that? When she starts taking up two seats, now she's a they. <laughs> now she's a, well, that's appropriate. <laughs> No. That's a pro. She is a they if you got to buy two. Demi, if you got to buy two plane tickets in first class, you are a they. I'm just saying once she got dumpy, she got weird. And that that's all I'm going to say. 
now she's got a big old spider on her head. So you're suggesting that she just stopped taking care of herself, and that's when things really got bizarre. I'm saying she started eating a little too much brie in Malibu, (laughs) doing her California sobriety trip and sucking down champagne for breakfast. I'm just saying she started getting a little dumpy. And that's all of a sudden when she got non-binary and weird and started getting spiders tattooed on her head. That's all. Well, I, I Ain't a lot to do in Malibu. I think what you have here is the classic Elvis, Elvis Presley syndrome. Yeah. Where you're so famous and so rich, you can do whatever you want, and the people around you are too afraid to say, you know, maybe that's not a good idea. Yeah, because they're flying their ass yeah. around. They're flying your ass around the world for a PB&J, so you don't, you don't d- d- dispute them. Right. You're like, yes, Grandmother Spider, yes. God, that's a brilliant idea, you know. Meanwhile, you know, she's eating Twinkies on the can. (laughs) (laughs) She's closet eating Twinkies in the other room. At least Elvis was cool. That's all I'm saying, man. Right. But you see the the parallels here, though? I mean, to me, it's just just frighteningly obvious. Yeah, her life's empty and meaningless now. She's got everything. She's got Grammys. You know, she's done it all. And now, so what do you do? You, You get freaking weird. Right. You know, and you do whatever the hell you want to do. Because, you know, you're just sitting there yeah, doing shots of NyQuil in your, in your Malibu mansion. And nobody tells you, you know, no. Eating turkey clubs and, and left and right and sucking down the Coca-Cola. What do you do? Grammy spider. spider. On your head. Grammy spider. Grammy spider. I'm going to get a spider tattooed on my head and tell people they need to. Because basically what she's saying is you need to worship spiders and have sex with space aliens. That's where Demi Lovato is right now. Okay. <laughs> Sitting on her big keister, looking all les, looking all lesbian like. You know that's all. God no. Well, she's not a real lesbian. I'm just saying. It's all not right. a real spider. It's not a real spider on a, on a non on a, a fake spider on a fake lesbian. There you go. All right, it's Sean Ryan, Michelle. Good to be back. Uh, did, there's something else that's blazingly obvious this morning. <laughs> Glad to be back. Yeah, making it a better world every single day on the air. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll be right back. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. Once again, I'm Sean, and I only dig real lesbians. Phone lines are open. Two one zero five nine fifty five fifty five. I only like genuine lesbians. I don't like no fake damn lesbians like Demi Lovato, man. Ain't no, I don't like, here's what I don't like. I don't like trendy gay people. All right. I don't like people who are gay right now just because it's cool. Or people who are living like, you know, who are transgendered because it's cool. People who are identifying as elves and gnomes. You know what I mean? Because that's cool right now. You know, I want reality. I want real, I want real lesbians, man. She's semi lesbians. She's, she ain't semi-nothing, man. She's just being trendy. Semi-demi. Semi-demi. Okay, I don't care what her damn pronoun is. You can't You can't be two people. You can't be a they or a them, unless, again, as Chris mentioned, you're taking up two airplane seats. That's all. I know I'm crude. I know I'm strange. I know I'm a weirdo and possibly heavily medicated, but that's just my take on the world. The phone lines are open for a couple more minutes, 210-599-5555. And uh, just so, since I've been off the air, so I can, you know, go over the rules of the gig here. Uh, it's kind of like Fight Club. There's only one stinking rule, and that's it. That's if you hate my stinking guts, you get on before anybody else. Okay? If you hate my stinking guts, and you're a liberal idiot, and, and you think you can make some kind of damn point, and you want to get on the air, and you just think I'm the worst person in the world, and I'm killing people left and right by not wearing a mask while I'm doing the show... Give us a call. You go first, okay? I read your crummy little emails, your hate mails, and those are fun. Don't get me wrong, but I'd rather you you hate me on the air, okay? So there. So if you think I'm a pig and, and I'm a weirdo and a Nazi, understand when you call this show, you get it. You get on the air before anybody else. That's the only rule, right, Chris? That's the only rule we have. Very few of them actually call, but we put it out there. Uh, we're also going to keep an eye on the Senate hearings uh, with Dr. Fauci. Oh, did you hear that? Chris just texted me, you're a pig. Did you hear the cat fight in the background? Chris, did that make it on the air? Yes. Little Jarvis, he's chasing, uh, he's chasing Pepper. Pepper cat. 
My wife almost tripped over Jar- Jarvis right there. See, I'm doing the show in the living room, or the dining room now. Jarvis, what do you call that, Chris, when a cat, a male cat, first starts? Adolescence. Adolescence. I mean, that dog's going to heat, or, right? Or is that the other way around? Catalescence. Catalescence. Well, he's there. <laughs> and he's feeling amorous, right. and he doesn't know why. Getting ready to sow his wild oats. But it's like, my God, Jarvis, she's like your sister. Anyway. <laughs> She's like your sister, you stinking hillbilly. I will turn the okay. hose on you. I will. It will get the hose. All right. Uh, thank you, Don. Thanks to Chris, Elaine, my good brother Trey. Thanks to all of you for the love and support over the past few weeks. God bless you. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.